there is the omnipresence the promised presence and then the manifest presence of god we must learn to recognize respond and receive from god's manifest presence god's manifest presence is sometimes like fire or light we discuss these aspects of god's manifest presence and learn how to step into the tangible presence of god why don't we uh let's prepare ourselves to um uh, make our declaration before we get into God's word this morning. And I want to just bring a simple thought to our hearts, which is on perspective. What is the right perspective that we should have about ourselves? You know, how do you see yourself? Or we use the word self-image, you know, what is your self-image? What do you see yourself as? What I want to bring to our attention is how God looks at us, how God perceives you or God perceives me, you know. What does God think about you and me? I mean, just imagine what the Bible tells us. The Bible says, and I'm just making a reference in one verse in Ephesians 2 verse 6, but God who is rich in mercy. So who is God? He's a God who is rich in mercy. For his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he quickened us together with Christ. He raised us up together and he made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So what is this verse telling us? He's saying, look, we were so dead in sin, but God was so rich in mercy. And he had such great love for us. So it means, it tells us something about you and me. It says that God finds you and me so lovable. I couldn't find a better word. But he finds you and me so lovable that even when we were dead in our sins, he said, I'm still going to love them. This great love that God has for you and that even when we were dead in sins, he found us so lovable. And not only did he find us so, I mean, he found us so lovable, he reached out to us with great mercy. He said, okay, Whatever it's going to take to get you out of that mess, that's great mercy, right? For God who is rich in mercy. For the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, what did he do? He quickened us, he made us alive, and he raised us up, and he made us sit together with him in heavenly. I mean, God said, you know, I find you so lovable, I'm going to pour out all the mercy I can on you. Not just bring you out of that, but I'm going to take you so up. I'm going to bring you so all the way up and make you sit right by my side. That means you're not only so lovable, you're so treasured, so prized by God. And he says, I want you sitting right by my side. Now, tell me, how much are you and I worth? Amen. God loved us so much. He said, I'll pour out all the mercy you need. I'm going to bring you out of where you are. I'm going to make you sit right by my side. That's how God sees you and me. He sees you so lovable. He sees you so valuable that he takes you and makes you sit right by his side. Now, we've got to change how we think about ourselves. Amen? Change it to the way God thinks about you. God finds you so lovable. And so very valuable. He wants you seated. Or he has you seated. Right by his side. So don't dare think of yourself. Any lesser. Than what God thinks about you. Amen. So we got to speak in line. In alignment. With what God thinks about us. What he said about us. Let's speak in alignment with heaven. Amen. Let's stand to our feet right now. We're going to make our declaration. We're going to speak what God has spoken about us. We're going to say it loud, bold, and strong. So hold your Bible high up in the air. Say this with me. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I'm blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God. 
a servant of Christ and a channel of his blessing to many people. I receive his word. I believe his word. And I live by his word. Christ is my master. And to him, I am in absolute surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn around to the person next to you, say hello, give them your name, shake hands. Get to know what they're doing. And you may be seated. All right, we've been doing a series on the presence of God, revisiting this whole series. Uh, We're using our little publication called The Presence of God. So if you don't have a copy, uh, you could just raise your hand and I think we will have extra copies at the back and our our, uh, creators and ushers will get these copies out to you. No? No more copies? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, just let's see. Um, Anyway, as soon as the copies come, they'll let me know and I'll I'll, I'll, uh, indicate that. Otherwise, if you have uh, internet access right now, you're given permission for two minutes. No, you can go online to our church website, apcw.org slash publications. You can download uh, the PDF off that page. Uh, If you have access, you can do that. Otherwise, as soon as these books come, we'll have it distributed. Uh, I'll get started and uh, I will have the books up. This is our third uh, third message in this series as we are reviewing and talking about the presence of God. And I just want to highlight a few thoughts here that we've covered the last two Sundays. Um... You know, there is the omnipresence of God. That means God is present everywhere. The Bible says in Psalm 139, you know, where can I go from your presence? Where can I hide from your presence? See, God is present everywhere. There's no place in this universe where God is not. He's present everywhere. He's omnipresent. But just because God is omnipresent doesn't mean people fall down and accept him everywhere. Right? He's present everywhere. But that doesn't mean people encounter the presence. As believers, we also have the promised presence where God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The promised presence or his indwelling presence. Every believer has that. But you know, even even though we are believers and we have his promised presence, sometimes we believers are still naughty. We all do the things we're not supposed to do. Even Even though his promised presence is with us. His indwelling presence is with us as believers. He dwells in us. He's with us. There is the promised presence. He said, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. And yet, believers sometimes say things, do things wrong. That means somehow that promised presence is really not impacting us the way it should. But then there is the tangible presence. And that's what we've been talking about Uh, uh, in this series. The tangible presence of God. That means now the presence of God is recognizable by our spiritual or natural senses. That is the tangible presence of God. And that's what we're talking about. In the tangible presence of God, so many things happen. In His presence, in the tangible presence of God. Healings take place. Our hearts are convicted and, 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 and mighty things take place in that tangible presence of God. The tangible presence of God is the very atmosphere of heaven. Amen? So when you get to heaven, heaven, what is the atmosphere of heaven? It's the tangible presence of God. It fills heaven. Now, the moment we step into heaven, let's take, let's take as an example. If you're on earth, my body is suffering from certain disease. And just for illustration's sake, this body is transported into that tangible presence. How long would it take for that disease to disappear? In an instant. Is that right? In an instant. Because there is no sickness, no disease in heaven. The atmosphere of heaven is filled with the tangible presence of God. Now as you and I as believers, we can step into that tangible presence. We can experience the tangible presence, the manifest presence, if you want to call it. The manifest presence of God here on earth. So while there is the omnipresence of God, He's present everywhere. While there is the promised presence of God, He is with us at all times. Yet, when we step in to that tangible presence, the manifest presence of God, amazing things can happen. Amen? Now we also said there are various degrees of the presence of God. Various degrees, varying degrees. We can increase in that. 
Just for example, the temperature, we use that as an illustration. You know, you have 20 degrees centigrade, but just because we've experienced 20 degrees C doesn't mean that's all there is to temperature. You can go up to 200, or you can go up to 2,000, same with the presence of God. Just because you've experienced tangibly a certain degree of God's manifest presence doesn't mean all, that's all there is. You can move up and experience more of that manifest presence. And what we said was there are some things that will not give way in 10, 20 degrees C. There may, some, there may be some things that will not give way even in 200 degrees C. But you take it up to 2000, it's going to melt. It's going to give way. Are you with me? So we must desire for more of that manifest presence of God. Say, so God, I want more of that. Whether in your personal time of prayer and seeking God, or when we come together corporately, we say, God, we're not happy singing five songs, sit down, sermon, go home. I mean, that's not church. Church, when we come together in God's sanctuary as people of God, we are coming together to experience an increasing measure of God's manifest presence. We want it. And every one of us should come with an expectation, with an anticipation. God, we want more of that manifest presence upon our lives in this, as we gather together. And you know, God responds to that. He responds to the hunger. He responds to that anticipation, that expectation of his people. He will respond to it. Amen? So church should not be boring. It should be the most exciting time of the week. I want to get there. You know, be there. Because as a community, we're coming together. Pursuing the manifest presence of God. And, and I know God shows up week after week, time after time, when we gather together. And I'm not saying, you know, it should happen only in church. I'm not saying it should happen at home, by yourself, or in a small group when you gather together. You've got to experience presence. Say, God, we want that manifest presence. We have to be hungry for it. And so this whole series is to really uh, stir up that hunger in our hearts for more of the manifest presence of God. Yes, there is the omnipresence of God and there is the promised presence of God. But we are saying, God, we want that presence to be manifested. We want the tangible experience of God's presence because we know it's going to change our lives. Amen? The psalmist put it this way, and I'm just making reference to some of, his, some of the verses we've already seen. Psalm 63 verse 1 and 2. The psalmist said, you know, My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and as in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So how am I longing for God? He's saying my soul thirsts for God. My flesh longs for God. Just like a person in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. That's the intensity with which I'm longing for God. And what does he long for? Verse 2. He says that I might see his power and glory in the sanctuary. So what's he longing for? He says, God, I want to see your power and your glory in your sanctuary, when God's people gather together, I want to see your power and your glory. I want to see that. So he's longing for it. Saying, I'm, I'm thirsting for this. What do I want? I want to see your power and your glory in your sanctuary. When your people get together, I want to see that. Amen? So we should hunger. When we come together, when you're getting ready for church Sunday morning, say, God, I'm excited. I want to see your power and your glory. Right? Not like, oh man, Sunday morning again. You know, got to go to church. No, it's got to be exciting. I'm going to see God's power and His glory in His sanctuary. Get together with His people. Now that's what we want to journey into. That's what we want, we want to build up and say, God, that's the expectation. We come every Sunday morning as we gather together. And before we close today, I just want to, I will talk a little briefly on how you personally can step into that each time at home. How you step into that manifest presence of God right there. I'll talk about that before we close. Now, what we also said was this, that when God's presence becomes tangible and, and, and manifest, it, it becomes tangible to us in many different ways. Many different ways. We can feel, we can recognize, either with our spiritual senses or with our physical senses, we can recognize the manifest presence of God. We can recognize it. And every time God manifests His presence, makes His presence tangible, it's for a purpose. It's not just to make us feel good. Oh, I felt nice in church today. No. 
It's beyond that. Every time His presence is manifested, it's for a purpose. God is doing something or intending to do something at that moment when His presence becomes tangible to us. And therefore, we must recognize and respond to His tangible presence when it moves upon us. Are you with me? We must recognize and respond. Don't move away from it. We use that little illustration of the boy flying a kite. You know, he gets a little wind, he recognizes it, and that's the time he lets go. Because now if he lets go at the right time, that kite can soar, and it catches stronger and higher, stronger winds higher up in the air, and it soars, it goes up. So we must recognize. The moment you see and sense the presence of God coming on you in a certain way, recognize it and respond to it, so you can receive what God wants to release at that moment. Amen? So what we're going to do today is go over chapters 4 and 5 where we talk about two expressions of the tangible presence of God. Two expressions. So there is the omnipresence of God, God's presence everywhere. There is the promised presence. He promised he's with us. But we're talking about the tangible, the manifest presence. So when God manifests his presence, it, it becomes recognizable in many different ways. Today we'll talk about two. One is the fire of his presence. That means when the presence of God is upon us, it comes like fire. Now, in the natural, all of us have fire in our home, on your cooking stove or some way, unless it's all electrical. But most of us may still use fire to cook and so on. Now, fire, you turn it on, there is heat, and you can control, there's varying levels of intensity, and you do something useful with it. God uses that element in our world to reflect or tell us something about his presence. There are several places in the Bible where God says that he or his presence is like fire. For instance, Hebrews 12 verse 9. For our God is a consuming fire. Now, he's just using language from our world. Now, that does not mean fire is God. Right? That's not what he said. He's saying God is like this consuming fire. His presence is like that. So let's not you know, say fire is God. That's not what he's saying. But he's like a consuming fire. God is like that. There are many references in the Bible that relate the presence of God to fire. In Exodus 3, Moses saw the presence of God in a burning bush. He saw the fire, the bush on fire. And, but, but nothing happened to the bush. Uh, in, in Exodus 13, God's presence that was shown by a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. In Exodus 19, it says the Lord descended upon Mount Sinai in fire. Uh, in Exodus 24, 17, the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire. So many references that talk about God's presence like. Now, sometimes you just know that God is present And his presence is moving among us like fire. Sometimes you just know that. Sometimes you can sense it in your spirit. You sense that this God's presence is working in me like a refiner's fire. The fire of God's in me. You can sense it. Sometimes people also say they feel it physically. They can feel heat, warmth upon their bodies. It's God's presence becoming tangible to them in their physical senses as heat and fire. So what happens when the presence of God comes upon us like fire? And when there is a manifest presence of God like fire. Page 39. The fire of his presence purifies. That means when God is coming and you're recognizing that there is the fire of his presence among us. What can we expect? How should we respond? One, there is purifying. Fire purifies. Now we see all around Bangalore. And you're going on the side, the roadside, you're burning garbage. What are they doing? Using fire to get rid of all the trash. Technically, you're supposed to take it to incinerators far, far away and burn trash there. Sometimes it happens on the roadside. But he used fire to get rid of garbage. It purifies, gets rid of that. So when the fire of God's presence is upon us, there's something he wants to do. He wants to burn up the chaff. And many times, in an instant, in an instant, in the fire of his presence... Things that are not right in our lives just get consumed, just get taken away. Amen? They may be struggling with it for a long time, but in the fire of His presence, it's gone. You find a sense of release from that. I'm not going through all the scriptures that are given to us in this book, but 
uh, just making mention of, of, of key points here. The fire of his presence also rekindles. It ignites something or makes the flame burn stronger inside us. Sometimes we need a rekindling of love for God and for people. That means our passion for God has grown cold. But you come into a service or a meeting where the fire of his presence is moving and you leave that place with your love, your passion all ignited again. What happened? It was the fire of his presence that rekindled that in your heart. Are you with me? The fire of God's presence rekindles love and passion for God, for people. Or sometimes it's a rekindling of the gifts of God inside us. Meaning there are gifts God's placed in you. And maybe you know just been too busy to pay attention to it or just neglected it. But then you're in a meeting or in your time with God. And God comes upon you like a consuming fire and he ignites those gifts once again. And you begin to start stirring it up and begin to start flowing in once again. So there's a rekindling of gifts. Paul tells Timothy, stir up inside you. Fan into flame once again the gifts that God has placed inside you. So that happens in the fire of his presence. Those gifts are rekindled. And you suddenly find yourself stepping out and beginning to move in those gifts. Which you may have laid aside dormant for a period of time. So there's a rekindling of gifts in the fire of God's presence. There's a rekindling of zeal for the Lord. Romans 12 verse 1 says that we must always be fervent, red hot in the spirit. In our zeal for God. And sometimes, you know, we, that, that zeal it may diminish in its intensity. And so the fire of God's presence, that zeal for God, for his house, for his ministry, is rekindled. And it's okay, I'm getting back to it. The fire of his presence is also a sign of his acceptance of the sacrifice we bring. We see, this, we see these examples in First Chronicles 21 and also in Second Chronicles 7. When, when David, when they, when they made an offering to God, God showed his acceptance of it by sending fire from heaven. That means he's saying, I'm accepting your offering. So when we have a manifest presence of God as fire, God is saying, I'm accepting. I'm receiving the offering. You're releasing the praise, the worship, or whatever you're doing. I'm receiving it. And he's sh- showing that through the manifest presence like fire. Are you with me so far? Just, just what, what does fire mean? And we're talking about what the fire of his presence means. It also means that at those moments when there is the fire of his presence, there can be supernatural impartation into our lives. God imparts something. He puts something inside us. On the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, the Bible says that tongues of fire descended. So that was the manifest presence, tongues of fire. But what was happening? They were receiving power. Power was being imparted into their lives. Are you with me? So the fire of his presence can also mean at that moment something is being imparted into your life. Something is coming in. Something new is coming in from heaven. It's being imparted to you. You're feeling the presence of God like fire. Feel the heat, the warmth of his presence. Page 43. The fire of his presence also seasons us. Mark 9.49 says, everyone will be seasoned with fire. So seasoning happens. That means you're bringing maturity. You're causing development. You're changing the state of something into something else. So for some of us who do a little bit of cooking, you do the seasoning first, right? You heat the oil. You've got some raw ingredients in. Put it in the heat. You get your seasoning ready. You're changing the composition. You're changing the state of something to bring it to something better. Then you add all the other stuff. So the Bible says, everyone will be seasoned with, you want to be seasoned? God says, I'll season you with fire. The fire of his presence. And fire also represents other things, but we're not going to talk about it. But everyone will be seasoned with fire. So when there is the fire of God's presence, he's seasoning you and me. He's getting us ready. He's, He's changing. He's altering our state where we are bringing us into a place where he wants us to be. And he can begin to add and do other things in our lives. The fire of his presence also destroys or overpowers evil. And one example there in Revelation 20 verse 9, it says that fire came down from God and devoured Satan and all his uh, assistants, all his demonic powers. Fire came down, destroyed. Another place in Psalm 60 verse 2, it says, you know, the hills melt like wax. 
in the presence of the Lord. And the fire of God consumes his enemies. So fire also overpowers the works of darkness. So many times when you, when you say, sometimes you may hear preachers saying, the fire of God's on you. And at that moment, what happens? God's presence comes like fire, destroying what the devil is doing. Because his fire, the fire of his presence overthrows, overpowers the works of darkness. Are you with me so far? The fire of his presence also means divine protection. Zechariah 2 verse 5, God says, I'll be a wall of fire around his people. And then that later on, Zechariah 9 verse 8, he says, nobody can pass through. When I surround you, nobody can pass through. So God says, I'll be a wall of fire. Nobody's going to pass through. Protection. Amen. So what does this mean? It means this, that in your time of personal worship, maybe you're reading your Bible, you're praying, or maybe in your time of corporate worship, or when you're engaging with God, and you recognize His tangible presence coming on you like fire, it means God is ready to do one of these many things, or sometimes all of them, or many of these things. And what should we do? Respond. Say, God, do it, Lord. I'm yielding to it, God. Give me more of it, God. Are you with me? So when you feel the fire of his presence, maybe you recognize, hey, God is bringing some cleansing in my life. Something is burning up. I say, God, yes, burn it all up, God. Take it. I mean, yield it to that. Because when the fire of his presence burns up, the chaff, we don't have to struggle with it anymore. It just sets us free. In an instant, gone. Yield it to the fire of his presence. Recognize it and say, God, I receive. Whatever you're doing in me, I receive it in my life. Now, the presence of God is also represented by lights. So we're going to talk about that, chapter 5. Light, the light of His presence. So sometimes the presence of God moves upon you and it comes as light. Now, this light may not always be, and most of the time it's not natural light. But His presence, what you experience is like light. Whether in the spirit, sometimes people see the light. We'll talk about that later. But His, his presence comes on as light. Again here, God compares himself to light. God is light. 1 John 1.5, the Bible says, God is light. Uh, 1 Timothy 6.16 says, God dwells in unapproachable light. So heaven is flooded with God's presence. And the description of that is, it's unapproachable light. It's so bright, full of light. That's the presence of God. He is the father of lights, James 1.17 Jesus himself said, I am the light, John 8, 12. So the presence of God is manifested as light. And so we talk about the light of his presence. So what happens? There are times when his presence floods our being like light. What happens in those moments? Many things. One, the light of his presence exposes sin. Now, some of us may have rooms in our homes that we rarely enter. So as long as it's dark, you know, you can say the room is very clean. There's no dust, nothing. But when you turn on the light, something different appears. <laughs> we can see all the cobwebs. And we can see all the dust and everything. Now, unfortunately, that happens to us as Christians, as believers. Where there might be some areas of our lives, we think everything is okay until the light is turned on. And sometimes God does that. It could be, you could be alone in your room, just reading your Bible, praying. Or you could be in an atmosphere like this, where you're with God's people, you're worshiping, and God just turns the light on. It's the light of His presence coming upon you as a person. And He begins to expose certain things, not to put us down, but to help us clean it out. Amen? And when that happens, you and I recognize God is doing something. And... Uh, I will yield to that. I will yield to the light of his presence and let him take out what he wants to take out. Take out everything that's dark. Page 46. The light of his presence also enlightens us. And you can look at this as illumination, revelation, and direction. Illumination is to bring understanding. Things you did not understand now suddenly make sense in the light of his presence. Wow. Now I understand, Lord, why you were doing all this. I mean, I couldn't figure it out for three years. Now it makes sense. All of a sudden, illumination comes. Understanding comes. And you're just worshiping God. And the understanding just dawns on you. What is that? The light of His presence bringing 
illumination, bringing understanding to your heart. Sometimes there is revelation coming in the light of His presence. He reveals deep and secret things. Things that you didn't know anything about, He reveals. He unveils it. Maybe direction for your future. Maybe things that you need to be doing, things that somebody else is doing. He reveals. He unveils in the light of His presence. Or there is direction coming. You know, when you're on the road and it's all dark, we don't know the path. We can't see ahead. We don't know where to go. But when you turn on the light, now the path becomes clear. And that's what happens in the light of His presence. Direction comes. Your, your road becomes clear. So, okay, now I know what I should do. The light of His presence also expels darkness. Once again, when His presence comes, the light of His presence comes, things of darkness will have to flee. So sometimes you might, we might come in in the morning, our mind is very confused. There's all kinds of confusions and turmoil going on in our mind. Questions, doubts, anxieties, worries, cares, depressions, everything. And you walk into the service or you may even get up in the morning and you just enter into the presence of God. And what happens? As you're engaging with God, as your life is touched by the light of His presence, it dispels all these things. Suddenly, all these things become very clear. Your mind becomes clear. All this is gone. What happens? The light of his presence dispelled darkness. Just took it all off. It's gone. My mind is clear. I'm fine. And all these things that the enemy was trying to put in my mind, the lies, the doubts, the anxieties, the fears, the deceptions, just gone. Released from it. Because his light invaded, came in. The light of his presence also releases divine power. This is very interesting. In in Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 4, It says his brightness was like the light. He had rays flashing from his hand. And there his power was hidden. It's interesting. In the rays flashing from his hand, Habakkuk 3 verse 4. It says his power was hidden. In those rays of light coming from his hand. So you can just say, God, let a ray beam of light hit him, God. That's a valid prayer to pray. It's a very valid prayer. God, send a beam of light. (laughs) Because in that ray of light, his power is hidden. That's Habakkuk 3 verse 4. So when the light of his presence impacts our lives, the power of God comes in and does wonders. It does divine things in our lives. And we, can, we are transformed. The apostle Paul, he has one light beam of heaven hit his life and his life has changed forever. He was Saul. He encountered, he saw the light from heaven, heard the voice, life changed. Or his light brings healing. In Malachi 4, 2, it says, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. And finally, in Isaiah 60, we see that the light of God's presence releases his glory. When his light comes, when his light fills our being, the glory of God is released. And we'll talk more about the glory of God uh, in another time. Now, We've talked about the fire of His presence. We've talked about the light of His presence. Now here's what I want each one of us to practice. You know, we must learn how to step in to the manifest presence of God, the tangible presence of God. Like I said in the very beginning, there is the omnipresence of God. I mean, you go everywhere, the Bible says God is present. But, you know, it really doesn't matter to you or to anybody. So that's the omnipresence of God. As believers, we have the promised presence of God. So you can get up in the morning and you say, God, I thank you, you are with me. That is true. Thank you, God, that you're living in me. That is true. But many times, that promised presence that doesn't deter a believer from doing wrong things or going and telling lies or whatever. He has the promised presence of God. He is the temple of God. So what we are talking about is the tangible presence where you recognize in your spirit and upon you the manifest presence of God. One of the most important ways to step into the manifest presence of God is through praise and worship. Heaven, as we said, the atmosphere of heaven is filled with the manifest presence of God. But there's one thing that's going on nonstop in heaven. Day and night, night and day, there is worship in heaven. So worship is key. Amen? So what should you and I do as believers? And you go home and try it. I'll tell you, you'll, you'll experience God's presence like never before. Get up in the morning. I, I know I mentioned this last Sunday, but I'll just repeat it again for all of us. 
You go in the presence of God. You start praising Him. I will enter His gates with thanksgiving in my heart and into His courts with praise. So just start thanking Him and praising Him. Thank you for every, what's going on in your life. God, I thank you for this. God, I thank you for, God, for just blessing my life. Thank you for, you know, maybe there were some needs met, things that happened in your life that day, the previous day. Thank him. Praise him. You're entering his gates with thanksgiving. Just, you can, we all can do that. Just talk to him. Just God, thank you. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. And, and be, if possibly, a little loud about it. Be, you know, get involved in it. And I don't like, oh, God, thank you, God. You know? I'm like, don't fall asleep. You're not going to experience anything. You know? So I'm saying, put some life into this. You are thanking Almighty God. Right? So get into it. Now as you praise, now you step into worship. And now you begin to worship God. And like I said, some of us can sing, but somebody like me, I can't, you know, I can't carry a tune. That's why I don't sing in public. But when I'm alone, it's okay. It's just God and me. So I can sing. Not worry about anybody correcting my, <laughs> hey, you're going all over the place. You know, you have to find some new notes to track you. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. I can just sing to the Lord. Worship God. Your heart, your mind focused on God. You worship. I'll tell you, you can feel the manifest presence of God. So you're not singing two songs just to get on with it. No, you're worshiping God. And when you worship God this way, just by yourself, you will feel closed. You will feel the glory of God. You will feel the manifest presence of God. Now, when that happens, I can tell you, you will not be the same. There will be those moments when you will cry. You will be on your knees, sometimes flat. Sometimes you will feel so weak and yet when it's all over, you will come back full energy. Don't worry. But at that moment, you are feeling so weak because you are so covered. The presence of God. And things in your life will begin to change. Sometimes you're touched by the fire of his presence. Things are burning off. Sometimes it's the light of his presence dispelling all the confusions, everything. And we'll talk about other expressions. These things will come on you, right where you are, in your home, wherever you're worshiping God. But you've got to make a choice. Don't be satisfied with just the omnipresence. Sure, God is present. Don't be satisfied with just the promised presence. Yes, he's promised he's with you. I want, you to, I want to encourage you to step into the man of his presence. The tangible presence of God. Things will change in your life. You will change. But you enter in with praise and worship. And you get into that worship. You'll find the presence of God coming on you. Are you with me? Now if you do it at home, then it's easy to do it in church. Amen? When we come together. You know what we're all up to. Oh, that's what we're doing. Okay, I've been doing it at home. So easy. Just step into our praise and step into worship. And then you recognize the presence. And like we said last Sunday, when you begin to sense the presence of God, you just yield to it. You go with it. So you go higher and deeper into that manifest presence of God where you feel his presence all over you. And you let him begin to do his work in your life. Things will begin to happen. Will you try it? Experience the tangible presence, the manifest presence of God. Dwell there. Things will begin to change in our lives. Let's rise to our feet, please, sir. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, God. Father, we just thank you for your presence and just learning how to step into the presence of God. How we can be a people who will experience your manifest presence, your tangible presence on our lives. 
We just thank you, Father. We just want to say we love you. God, we love you. We love you, God, Father. We love you. Oh, we love you, Father. You are so good to us. We love you, God. We love you. Just thank you, God. Could you just lift your hands up? Just say, "God, I love you." God, I love you. We love you, Father. We love you. We love you, God. Just worship you, God. King of glory, we worship you. We honor you, Father. We just say that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, Lord, you are God. We just honor you. Thank you, Lord. not have the music for now please but just worship god without the music please just worship god without the music just worship god we worship you god we worship you god we just worship thank you lord thank you god thank you just put your full focus your mind on him worship him Don't worry about anything else. Worship him. How great you are. How mighty you are, Lord. How great you are, God. We worship you. Okay, we're going to sing just together without the music. We're just going to sing together. How great. No music, please. Just singing. Just the voices. How great is our God? Sing with me. How great is our God? Oh, see how great, how great is our God? Sing it again, very slowly. Great is our God, sing with me how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. One more time, as softly as you can.
Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. There's healing in his presence. I just, I just feel right now that there's healing being released. And so, would you just step into that? Would you just step into that right now? There's healing in his presence. Just step into it. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Father, for your presence. There's healing in the presence of God. Father, we just step into it right now. Just step into that presence. We worship you, Father. We honor you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. You know, maybe someone here, maybe you hurt your knee. You actually have some sort of an injury to your knee, and, but it's not healed properly. I believe God's just healing you right now. So you've had an injury to your knee and it's been hurting, but God's healing that right now. Is anyone here, you connect with what I'm saying, just put your hand up. Somebody here, one, two, anybody who's three, anybody else, just receive that, receive, just receive that. Healing to your knee and you had an injury, but God's healing it. So just say, God, I receive that. I receive it. God, we just thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Also, some problem with your speech. There could be somebody here, you've, you've, you've been praying about it. Uh, your speech, maybe, I'm not sure exactly what the problem is. But God's healing that. If there's anyone here, and I don't want to embarrass you, but if you don't mind, just raise your hand up. You've been praying, saying, God, heal me. It has something to do with my speech, the way I speak. Just put your hand up if you, if you don't mind. Anyone here? Anybody here? Just put your hand up. I just feel God's doing that right now. There's healing coming there. Just receive it and don't want to embarrass you, but thank you, God. Father, we just release healing for that right now. Thank you, God. Thank you. We praise you, Father. Thank you, God. We bless you. We honor you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We praise you, Father. Thank you, God. We bless your name. We bless you, God. Thank you. I just sense right now that, you know, there's somebody here, you've, you've had a problem, and it's something that's going on between you and your bank. And... Uh, it's a situation with you and your bank. You're trying to get it resolved. Things aren't going the way you wanted it to go. So I don't know if anybody relates to that. It's something between you and your bank. There's, there's some sort of a problem there. I just want to pray. I just want to release God's intervention into that. Again, don't want to embarrass anybody, but if you relate to what I'm saying, just put your hand up. I want to pray. Anybody? Just put your hand up. Say, so, yes, that's me. I've got a situation going on with my bank. I want you to pray for that. Okay. See, anybody else? Two. Anybody else? Okay. Just keep your hand up. I'm going to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we send divine intervention into that situation, God. These people with their hands up. We're declaring, God, divine intervention into that situation. We're declaring, God, your favor that will move on their behalf. That what was unexpected will be released to them, God. Their resolution, God, will be unexpected. And it will be in their favor. What the bank would not normally do, they will do for them because of your favor upon them. I release that into that situation in Jesus' name. I want you to receive it. I want you to go... Go boldly with confidence, expecting unusual favor being released to you because God's working on your behalf. So, God, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Okay. I just have one word for that. Auntie, you're right next to Jean and in between Jean and... Um, I don't know. I forgot your name. No? Anama. Okay, Auntie, I have a word for you. I want you to just, you know, receive it. 
It may sound funny, but here's the word. You're going to give birth to something, right? And of course, it's not in the natural. But I believe you're at this point in your life where you're going to give birth to something. That you're ready to give birth to something new, meaning to release a new work, to start a new work. And uh, that's what I would just want to, to release to you. Does that make sense to you? Yeah? Are you, are you planning to do something new, start something new, initiate something new? Is that in your heart? Okay. You just hold it and you, know, you pray about what I said. Okay? But I just believe that you're in that place. We're about to release something new. You're giving birth to something new. And God's just going to bless that. So you pray about this, what God wants you to do. And I speak God's blessing over that, that you're about to, that God will put in your heart for you to release, that God will put into your heart for you to carry out. And you, by faith, step out and do it. God will bless it. So this thing is going to come into your heart. God's going to put that new thing inside you. And when that comes into your heart, you know, don't question it. Just step out with it because it's going to be blessed by God. The work that God releases through you will be blessed by God. God's getting ready for you to birth something new, for you to release something new. So go ahead and do that. Thank you, God. Father, we just thank you. Let's just close. Father, we just thank you for this time. Thank you in your, for this time in your presence. And I pray, Father, that every person here will learn how to enter into your presence in greater, greater, greater measures of your presence. That we encounter you in your presence, God. However you want to release yourself, manifest yourself to us. That we'll have greater degrees of your presence. That we experience more of it. We thank you, Lord. Thank you. Before we close this morning, if there's any person here that you want to give your heart to Jesus Christ, that you feel inside you, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to lead you in a simple prayer right now before we close. If you feel this in your heart, just pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. Come into my heart. Forgive my sins and make me a child of God. And help me to follow you the rest of my life. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, God bless. Have a great Sunday. See you again. God bless you. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.